0: football game Tatum drives down and throws it down wow to throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts he's got it he's there touchdown oh my oh my indeed welcome back everyone to the sports bits podcast with MoCo here to talk about all things Boston Celtics NBA playoffs and all the other basketball news in The world because team USA's and the Olympics are you know part of that so I kind of have to include that in the intro so yeah we got a lot of stuff to talk about um I am coming off a 99 100 degree uh, fever and sickness and I just played a round of golf so I'm just really exhausted (sighs) and like I'm just like you can you can hear it or I'm see gonna, it. Like I'm just yeah. like I came. I just came back from the golf, the golf, the golf course. Oh, and right. I'm
1: just, so looking so nice and spiffy.
0: Exactly. I'm I'm exhausted, but yeah, I still want to get this podcast out because I still want to talk about all this great stuff going on, and I don't really want to stack up like a a large podcast uh, podcast next week, so. Yeah, let's get into the you team USA. Wait until next week. That would be like a
1: two-hour episode.
0: That would be like a three-hour episode, really, because we would probably have to do another plan segment. But uh, yeah, we got the plan segment tonight. You'll hear what it is when it comes up. But let's talk about some team USA first because they are not doing that well. I mean, they won against Argentina, I think, last night or the night before the, the, the day before game four. So oh, okay. mm-hmm. I think it was Tuesday, but they won, but they lost against Australia and Nigeria. I don't remember the scores. I'm not going to talk about the games, breakdowns, yada. Yeah, I, I just want to talk about. The refs and talk about what, how it like seeing USA basketball translate to the international scale because. You know, in the in the international world, like in Europe and, a- and Asia, they don't call they don't call every foul like it's like every single shove, they don't call it because like they're 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 tougher per se yeah. than the NBA, who like allows one little little push off the, the his shoulder allows you to get well, like a call, technical you foul.
1: Position, you get a foul.
0: Yeah, you can bounce a basketball on the ground and get a technical, like Jason Tatum did this year. He like he he angrily threw a basketball yeah. against the ground and got a technical. I'm just like, bro, this is so soft. But then, yeah, yeah. Seeing this like proves that the NBA is kind of soft. I'm just gonna. That was a hot take. I think the NBA is, the NBA is soft compared to the international league. But they are better. We are still better talent wise, but we are soft. So, yeah. I mean, what is, what's your thoughts on that? It's like
1: my little rant I mean, on the yeah, rest. I was much gonna say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, the players. I've watched. I watched the Nigeria game. Um, so I, I didn't see too much of it. I didn't watch the Australia game uh, or the uh, Argentina game, but. I've seen clips like on Instagram and stuff um, like the, the USA players are trying to draw fouls that they would normally get in the NBA, but yeah, these refs are just not giving them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, got, they got to adapt, but it really doesn't look like, uh, I mean, I'm sure that they will. Cause like you said, we like, they still have such a high level of talent. Oh but yeah. I forgot gonna, to mention
0: uh, Bradley Beal's injured. He might be out for the rest of the year. Cause
1: MCL, yeah, you know, I, just, I think MCL sprain or something like that. Oh really? So I saw that they were going to try to replace him for team USA, but I didn't know they it was that serious.
0: Yeah, but I just wanted to mention that before you continue going because about the talent stuff, so.
1: Yeah, so that that's going to be, you know, probably, I don't know. I mean, you know, Beal, I, I feel like a problem that we're seeing with this US, Team USA right now is, you know, we gather like pretty much the best guys in the NBA, um, mm-hmm.
0: you
1: know, and then we bring them on. A lot of them, you know, maybe there could be some chemistry issues as to why, you know, maybe they're not playing so hot. But um, I think one thing that I definitely wanted to mention was when Luca first came into the league, um, he like said that it's easier to score in the NBA than it is in international basketball. Sounds because, about right. You know, there's there they play harder defense. I don't think the international basketball rules are like, you know, depending on the country, I don't think they have the three second defensive um lane violation, you know, for yep. sitting in the paint. So I think that sounds right. Yeah. So they can have, you know, like centers, you know, just posted up in the paint, um, blocking <laughs> shots and stuff like that. So yep. I'm sure Rudy Gobert is gonna have a great time. <laughs> um, you we're know, blocking all these shots. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Team USA, you know, off to a slow start, but we have a lot of talent. So I'm not super worried about it in terms of, you know, how we're going to do. I'm sure that they're going to pull up, um, you know, and have some great games. Um, it's going to be fun to watch for sure, you know, because I, I love watching international basketball because of like the refs, you know, they're not given all these easy fouls. It's a lot more like gritty, you know, like some bully ball kind of stuff yep. going on. I think it's a lot more exciting, honestly. Well, and maybe not less exciting, but yeah. it definitely, it, it's like, it's like watching college basketball versus the NBA, yeah. you know, it's like different, you see two different things. Um, and you can appreciate them for what they are, you know, exactly.
0: I appreciate That's why I appreciate college a lot. Like I don't watch it as much, but when I do, I enjoy it because it's more team ball. It's like less ISO, like Absolutely. self-centered type of play. And everyone gets their chance to contribute. Everyone knows their strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think separates, you know, college and like college coaches, especially like, able to understand each of their individual players and giving, giving them a role that fits their, like their skill set. Absolutely. And, you know, working with what you got because you recruit your players. Like, it's not like you could just pick up somebody off the free agency and, yeah. you know. Yeah, work you with, go you know, after
1: them, you know, and, you know yeah. find them and develop them as to how you want exactly. them to be your team.
0: That's why and I love Brad like Stevens.
1: Stuff. So that's like my little yeah, thing. Yeah, Brad Stevens always good on that. But, um, yeah, like you said, a lot more like team ball uh, in college and in the international game. You know, like they have that one or two guys that they'll run the offense through. But, you know, in the NBA, you see, you know, two or three guys taking the majority of the shots. Whereas in international basketball, yeah, you see a lot more ball movement and a lot more like everyone's getting involved, you know. Exactly.
0: So yeah, I mean that's like my two things. Like I really wanted to mention the team ball, team ball, team like team like offense and defense and team you know overall mentality and also just the refs. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, Team, team USA yeah, should oh, be absolutely.
1: fine. I'm so yeah. Sorry. I think they're gonna be good. Um, you know I don't want to like call what what's gonna happen necessarily, yeah. but we're definitely you know we're gonna make a run. I'm sure.
0: If the if any coach is gonna fix this team ball thing and also fix the foul thing, Popovich will be the guy to do it. It'll definitely be Popovich. Hey, and Ime Odoko, who is the assistant coach there, so. I'm hyped that Imei Odoka gets some international experience as well. Yeah, coming, I think Steve Kerr is also
1: an uh, assistant.
0: And that's great. Another yeah. guy who's great with offenses. So I think that'll be a good thing to, to help them fix it up. Also, just got to toughen these guys up. So let's, let's hopefully we'll do well, and hopefully we can compete on the national level or the international level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really it. Um, we have this other small little news thing that Aquai uh, after his surgery says um, his timeline says he might not be back for next season. So my question is like, what does this mean for the Clippers? What does this mean for the Western Conference next year? Uh,
1: I mean, it's definitely going to obviously be a huge problem for the Clippers because that's their number one guy on offense and defense. You know, we saw Paul George had a pretty good playoff run this season, uh, this series, but I get, yeah, this postseason. (laughs) but, um, you know, I mean, it's going to be really tough for them to, you know, like they're definitely not a contender anymore. I think that's pretty obvious, um, you know, without Kawhi, they're definitely going to have some trouble. I think, you know, maybe like five, four seeds, something like that in the West, depending on how, you know, the rest of the teams do in the West, obviously. But yeah, I mean, they just lost a huge part of their offense and defense. You know, it's not just like they got rid of, you know, it's not like James Harden getting injured or something where someone on the offensive end, but, you know, you still, you know, he's not as good on the defensive end. You know, Kawhi is a two-way player that the Clippers rely on in many situations, you know, he typically guards the best guy on the team. Um, And, you know, he's the number one or number two option on offense, every possession, you know, usually like him and Paul George can switch off a little bit, but so now Paul George is going to have to take a lot on um, and the rest of the bench as well. Uh, You know, other starters like Nick Batum is going to have to step up. Um, Oh my God. What's uh, Terrence Mann as well. Um, you know he's young, gonna have to young player yeah these young players are really gonna have to step up um i think it's gonna be really interesting actually because now we're not gonna see like this super star team of the clippers anymore it's gonna be yep. you know paul george trying to lead um i don't even know how to really describe them you know it's not like rotational role players or anything like that but you know he's gonna have to lead a team of uh, good basketball players are not superstars by any means, but um you know they have the talent, so you know, we'll see what happens. It's, I think it's going to be an interesting year for them. I really wish I could find the contracts. Like, I remember everyone talking
0: about like, hey, some of these guys are not going to be here next year. So I don't I think one oh, yeah, of them I was think I think one of them that. was a Rondo. I think Reggie Jackson was out. I don't quote me on this. I, I don't didn't
1: even think of Reggie Jackson. yeah, Reggie yeah. Jackson' a huge piece for them in this postseason. Exactly. So
0: a lot of these guys are going to be out. I don't know the exact numbers and who's what, but point being they're going to lose a lot of guys. And I think losing mm-hmm. a big star, like a big two-way player, especially like he's probably in debatably the best two-way player in the league currently when mm-hmm. he's healthy, of course,
1: because, you know, his man I mean, decides yeah, to rip his knee every year. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. he's so, so. In so this doesn't even really like surprise me necessarily, but um, yeah. I mean, it definitely, it just like sucks for the Clippers. Oh, there it is.
0: Oh. I found it. So um their contracts for next year. I don't know my watch is not working. Okay, so Reggie Jackson's gonna be out next year. Dink is gonna be expiring this year. Pa- Patrick Patterson's gonna be expiring. Demarcus Cousins expiring. Yeah. So those are the four big guys that are expiring. I uh, surprised Demarcus Cousins played decently well. So
1: that's all I'm gonna say. I would dude, he actually was like so efficient in mm-hmm. like the minutes he played, he, he did really well. Oh, but, oh actually Kawhi might not
0: might not be back because he's a player option next year that he might decline this year.
1: So I was also going to mention that, oh. that, um, you know, <laughs> he's injured now. So we don't even know if he's going to come back for next season, but even if he was coming back for the next season, a It'd lot of a other point. teams want to pick him up. You It'd know, be dead tried- salary at that rate. he just imagine he, he
0: picks up his player option and doesn't play next year. That's a wasted 36 million. You could spend this year in the free agency market.
1: Exactly. To so help honestly, pack up Paul George. I, they might try to, you know get rid of him maybe i don't know but like what team really yeah i don't don't really know like what that's gonna what you know that means like for them if they want to trade him or like because i don't know if he's gonna take his option or not exactly that's exactly i don't know because he he was he like before when he was injured in the playoffs um this was this is the same injury though right I think so. Yeah. Cause this yeah. is when he was like sitting out like above, like with yeah. not with his team. But well, when he this. got injured, I know that there were some like rumors. Or I don't know if they're rumors or whatnot, but there was mm-hmm. circulating that he wasn't like super happy with the Clippers medical staff. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big problem that he, <laughs> he had. He said
0: the same thing in San Antonio like, and the exactly same thing San in
1: Toronto. Time. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know if he's going to leave or not. You know, I mean, honestly, like he might like we really have no oh idea what he's going to do. He gives zero information, and that's just who he is. You know, so very yeah, quiet. You know, we really have no idea what he's going to do. Exactly.
0: I mean, that's really. I mean, that's it. In the Western Conference, I mean, just one less contender for them to for any of these teams to go through. Like, if the Suns want to repeat, you know, if the Lakers want to like make an actual run next year, they'll have one less team to go through. That's actually competitive. Yeah, I'm just I'm just you know throwing out whatever. For this next year, but like assuming that the Clippers aren't that well, like that's one less team. Like imagine the Jazz can make a run again and like not screw up and maybe trade Gobert for somebody good. I don't know something. Yeah, point being, like I'm going hypothetical to hypothetically
1: actually be able
0: to defend something other than the rim. Yeah, there you go. So basically, point being that these teams have a chance with one less. Like their their percent chance would just went higher probably, and all these probably sports betting lines probably went a little lower. You mm-hmm. know, just because like the Clippers going to be down their best man. I mean, they still made a good run. So like I I don't think you should count them out i think you really should just just be aware that they're gonna like come back especially if reggie jackson comes
1: back and all these guys come back and like i know reggie jackson was super happy with the team at the end of their playoff run like he i I don't know exactly what he said but he was like you guys are awesome like i love you guys and all that kind of stuff so i think that reggie jackson's gonna come back um but at the same time you know we've seen a lot of players turn up in the playoffs and um you know they don't did you hear anything I said? No, you can keep talking. I was just, uh, I was just trying to fix my headset. Yeah. So what I was saying was that, um, like, we've seen a lot of players have really good playoff runs, Tyler Hero, and then absolutely <laughs> crap the bed the next season. It's Tyler Hero. You no. Know? So like, I don't know what's gonna happen with Reggie Jackson. I think he's a really you know, he had a really great postseason. Um, he yes. looks like Bobby Schmurda, so that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. Did you hear the Clippers were like, the Clippers fans were chanting like Bobby Schmurda, at him? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. So I don't know what is going to happen with them. You know, the Clippers are definitely with Kawhi out now and with yep. the injury or, you know, not taking his player option, whatever he's going to do. The Clippers are in an interesting spot right now for next Yeah. Season. <laughs> you're like starting to die down a little bit i don't know if you ran out of yeah. breath it's just kind of funny I it's like oh uh, well i mean because i was like uh, I don't know. yeah exactly <laughs> I, we don't we don't, I, know I, I it. don't know like i we literally have no idea
0: we have we're in all hypothetical mm-hmm. land i was throwing out hypotheticals out there just saying like you know again yeah. i you can you can reply it if you want to hear it but again I, there's not much else like we're, we kind of extended that talk longer than i thought because like i thought this yeah, would be man. like a quick talk huh. about Kawhi. Like, it would be the same thing as this year, but I guess there is a lot more implication than we thought. So,
1: yeah, definitely yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff like that.
0: Exactly. So uh, funny, if we actually move on to our main segment of this episode,
1: yeah, it's for called for the first time it. ever. We have an ever. actual segment that we prepared. We did research on exactly forehand
0: exactly and hopefully we can do more of these especially in the off season when there's a lot less to talk about we'll do like more uh, maybe hypotheticals like you know like we'll do like draft our own teams maybe you know whatever that'd be kind of some fun things we could do but for right now we have something called reach or steal uh, for the 2018 draft. So our little hype, uh, little thought process on this, that we, since the guys from the 2018 draft have like a few years to develop in the league about they're about in their third year and they're in their third year now. So, you know, you get to see like what they are like about like halfway, maybe fully developed now. And you can see like what they are, like what their role is in the NBA. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the top 15 guys. We're going to give like what they are, like where they are reach or steal, for example. And then we're going to go into like their builds. Like what are their, what is their play style slash like build, like a 2k build, for example, in Mm -hmm. the NBA. And then we also have honorable mentions, uh, anything 15 below in the second round. So we're going to jump right into it. You'll, you'll pick up what we're saying. I'll pick up what this is once you like start hearing what we're saying and like what we go through each player. So funny enough, we're actually going to start off with Deandre Aiden, the first overall pick in the 2018 draft plays for the suns currently in the finals mm-hmm. and my kicking little note- ass
1: in the finals
0: mind you what kicking ass in the finals oh yes absolutely tearing up mm-hmm. in the finals this but- whole season exactly so on my little notes on him like we're gonna have, like I, i'm gonna like give our little archetype and i think i think we should end with the reacher steel so we're gonna say I think for right now, my notes were like he's a typical big big man Kareem type. I think he's really good in the post, really good on de- I think his deep like defense like outshines his offense, obviously. But I think offense for him naturally comes to him like once the flow of the game gets in there, he's able to score his points, you know. Once he learns, you know, what what players are matching up with him and they will expose mm-hmm. whatever kind of schemes they put on him. Defensive yeah. anchor for the Suns, that's the big thing. That he's like again, that's why I said his defense overshines his offense. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely the big defensive anchor for the Suns. And then our mm-hmm. little archetype build we have for
1: him is Paint Beast. So you can explain what that is, Reed, because I don't actually have no clue what these builds are. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, well, I, I mean, Paint Beast is pretty self-explanatory. You know, he's a big man, like you said, pretty, you know, relatively traditional, Not doesn't do too much work outside of the paint. Still has a decent mid-range game, though, for sure. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, like hook shots, lobs. Definitely, you know, like good traditional big man, like you said, defensive anchor for the Suns, glass cleaning, um, shot blocker, basically just everything you want in a big man. Minus, you know, with the current NBA, a lot of people like to have their big man be able to shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Um, you no, know, he doesn't really do that. But, you know, I mean, he's doing great things for the Suns right now. Um, and yeah, the Suns had the best defensive rating this past season uh, for the regular season. So obviously his defense is doing something for him.
0: Exactly. And um, so let's end off with the Reacher Steel. I want to say, well, I mean, obviously, first round pick. And I think for right now, he's definitely a steal. I think he's definitely a steal because, like, you know, again, because we're we're assume, we're like we can talk about like Anthony Bennett for example, definitely a reach because he just flops. <laughs> so we can, yeah. we can we're I'm going to assume that in the context that we know like how good he is now. So like I'm assuming it's a steal. Like, no, he didn't drop to like two or three. Like, they didn't take Doncic over him, or they didn't take.
1: Yeah, Trae I think Young. yeah, the number one pick was definitely kind of like difficult to say whether or not it's a reach or steal because it's the number one pick. Exactly, you know? but he's do I I think he's lived up. To the expectations of a number one pick so far, exactly. Um, at least in you know these past three years, obviously he didn't have like some crazy breakout rookie season. Um, I, yep. he played pretty well his rookie season, but he didn't. Yep. He wasn't like the like some crazy kind of like rookie of the year type guy. But, exactly. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, he's definitely doing great things for the Suns now. So, absolutely a fantastic pick.
0: Yep. So our next one. Do you want to read this off and do the Marvin Bagley one?
1: I mean, you just said it, but sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, could, I would go
1: into the details. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah number two pick we got uh, Marvin Bagley plays for the Kings right now. Um, power forward kind of plays like a center. Uh, I think he's like 6'10", 6'9", 6'10", 6'11", somewhere around shorter, that. Area. Shorter shorter yeah. end. Yeah. So not like, you know, seven footer, but definitely a solid, solid, uh, solid size. At 6'11". The, uh, 6'11". Okay. So yeah, he's, he's, he's got good size for sure. Yeah. Um, he's a really good interior finisher uh he kind of doesn't do a whole lot of work outside of the paint um he shoots the three like kind of a little bit but um i mean he had two point he had two and a half three point attempts this past season um and he was 34 percent on the season which you know is pretty good for a big man but um mm-hmm. you know i mean he's playing on the Kings right now which is not great for anybody <laughs> um you know being on the king's But, um, I mean, he has a great offensive game. A lot of lobs get thrown to him. He has a lot of offensive putbacks, um, you know, good rebounder, runs the pick and roll with De'Aaron Fox pretty well. Um, My only problem with Marvin Bagley is he's not a great defensive guy. He's not bad necessarily, but he's not, like, the defensive anchor that teams want in a big man like that. Um, So, yeah, he has .8 blocks on the career, .5 for the season, which is actually his lowest so far. So, you know, it's kind of tough to, you know, give him that good, like defensive rating. But um I mean, he's a big guy and just having some 6'11 guy sitting in the paint, whether or not you can block the shot or not, just being able to put a hand up in front of the finisher uh, is something that every team needs. So Marvin Bagley, I, I want to I, I'd say he's a steal.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, actually, funny enough, I want to say. Uh I haven't a contract. I mean, you said everything about him like perfectly. Like, you know, again, like we could alternate, like yeah, we I have these notes stole, I up. kind of
1: stole that from you. Sorry. Yeah.
0: No, you you've said exactly everything I would say. I just the only thing I think he is reached because again, he has not performed. He's he's been very stagnant. He has not developed like he's not progressively gotten better.
1: Mm-hmm. I think okay, I think yeah, definitely no,
0: Luca could have been a number two. I think definitely Trey Young could have been number two at this rate. Yeah, no, you're you're right, actually. No, yeah, I know. No.
1: Reach. Reach. You could, you not, could Yeah. No, because no, you're right. You're right. No, you totally brought it up. Like Luca, they definitely could have picked him over that. Yeah. So just to, yeah, I, I, just based I, off I,
0: performance and like how he's like his, his, I guess, perception in the league, because like personally, yeah. I don't see him as much of a threat. Like you can just like put a man on him in the paint. He'll be, you'll be fine. Like you don't have to worry about him too much. I think definitely his offensive game is way to worry about. That's why we classified him as an offense inside, you know, inside interior finisher. He has no defense, honestly, every time I've seen him. So. Yeah, not a great defense, yeah it sucks that the Kings have to deal with Marvin Bagley sometimes. Like I
1: wish they had like a, a Clint Capella type, but they don't. Mm. So sure, it or it Marvin Bagley has to deal with the Kings because the Kings <laughs> are too. historically a not great, great franchise team. for their players. Yeah, They just aren't a good franchise in general. Buddy Heal, Darren
0: Fox, and Barman Bagley all rotting away in Sacramento. Yeah, it's true, it's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say reach and just end it there. I think you and I both agree, reach, because again, yeah, I'm you, also... You kind of
1: changed my mind.
0: Yeah, changed my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: changed <laughs> my mind. All of these, all of these picks again. Well, this is all with twenty twenty hindsight. This is why we look at it now because like there's time. We have time to analyze their game, and analyze how they transitioned and how they developed in the league. So this is a great mm-hmm. time to look at. Maybe we, next year we'll do twenty nineteen, etc. So mm-hmm. let's move on to pick three. Uh Luca Doncic. There is not much to say about him. He is Magic Johnson who can shoot. That's all I'm gonna say. Generational talent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna definitely say I'm classifying him as a point forward. It's a very simple. Like again, he's he can shoot, he can drive, he can pass. He's he's a I guess a rebound. well-rounded rebound. He's a well-rounded, I guess, point forward. Like he's like a he's like a Ben Simmons who's actually better, better who can yeah. play offense. Correction: Ben Simmons who can play offense. That's what I'm going to say. Ben Simmons who can play offense. Yeah. He grew up. In, he of course he played in the in the Euros, so like he understands team ball. He understands gritty defense, so he does know how to play defense when he needs to. He's. I wouldn't say he's really the defensive like star but like he still can get it done on the defensive end when he needs to Yeah,
1: not like a liability but not a great defender by any means
0: yeah and definitely at three they got a steal uh the maps got a steal mm-hmm. so i love luca unless you and then if you have any other comments
1: you can add in Yeah, i mean just a generational talent all you have to do is watch his game and you'll see it's just one of the most complete games in the nba you know like you said he does everything
0: Exactly. So let's move on to Triple J or Jared Jackson Jr., as some people may know him as, or Triple J, because I like to Triple J name. Uh, Great tri- plays for the Grizzlies. Uh, power forward. I'm, it's funny because he's listed as a power forward, but I think he's more of a stretch five. Like, he, he I think he plays better at center and he plays in I think insane. on
1: basketball reference, he played power forward his first name, but the last two, yep. he's in center. There you go. That's better. Hey, yeah, so kind of around a little bit.
0: I'm going to definitely say he's a stretch five, like a stretch. Uh, what is it? Glass-cleaning stretch five, like he's a, gr- a great insane defender, gets boards, plays insane defense. And the one thing I want to highlight before I pass it off to you, 39% uh, uh, from three uh, last season. He basically was over 40% from three, uh, I think off two or three attempts. So yeah. that's really good. That's way and better than Bagley's because so.
1: He he didn't really play. You're talking about 2019-2020 season because he was injured mm-hmm. for most of the 2020-2021 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, season.
0: Yeah. But he's averaged about that same percentage. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna pass it off to you for like uh reach or steel
1: or any other comments about uh Jerry yeah, Jackson Jr. I mean, I don't really know what else to say about him. Yeah, you pretty much said it all. I think that his main thing is he's a great defender and he shoots the three ball insanely well for a big man. Like more so than like any like uh KP like when you think of a when you think of a stretch five, you know, like you're thinking. Christoph Porzingis, yeah, like Porzingis, or um, you know, even like Marcus Lop- all um, you know, like Marcus Brooke Lopez, yeah, but like I, I mean, Jaron Jackson Junior is just an insanely good three point shooter for the size that he has, um, yeah, and he can finish inside too. You know, it's not just like yeah. all he does. He's not he's not like Tingus Pingus where you know he just like pops out to the three. <laughs> uh, two- you know,
0: I'm mean, talking um, about Luca because Luca, oh, oh, Tingus is KP. Never mind. I thought that Luca is Or What are you talking about? Pingis, yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, no, so like, oh my god, he can finish inside, he gets rebounds. Yeah, I mean, he he does he does it all. He's a great one.
0: Yeah. Again, I just, I, I just clarified that Tingus Pingus is KP, so <laughs> just to clarify everybody for myself as well, but yeah, I love Triple J. I think he definitely was a steal again yeah, for so what well, he's cool. offered, but I actually. Actually, I wish we had like a. Is there a middle thing? Can we say like he was like the right pick because he's great, but he's injury properly rated? He's properly rated. I'm gonna say properly rated. Let's
1: add, yeah, let's add like reach steal or properly rated. Properly drafted. I'm gonna say properly properly drafted.
0: There you go. So, yeah, he's definitely properly drafted just because I like him as a high draft pick because he's like he he gives you a lot for what he is, but like he's just injury prone. And that's the one thing you can't say about Luca or you can't say about, uh, Deandre Aiden. I don't think they've been injured too often. Like if, if there's anything like a minor soreness and they'll be out like in next, the next week. So yeah, I think that's been good for them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he, he had a pretty bad injury this season, but he came back for a little bit, but, yeah. um, yeah, you know, I mean, we'll get the yeah, we'll nope. next season.
0: Yeah. So, uh, next one. Oh, you want to talk about this guy for me? <laughs>
1: sure, <laughs> you I'll know, you, you guy. know him. <laughs> Not as much as the Sixers fans know him, but, uh, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> number five pick Trey Young. Um, I mean, I think he's very, a similar situation in terms of like, there's not the, uh, uh in Luca as, in you can't really say much about him other than you just got to watch him. And funny enough, they were actually traded for each other on draft night. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, Trey Young does so many good things on offense. Um, but that's pretty much where it stops. He's not like I think he's a liability on defense, but, um, I mean, he absolutely runs the offense, uh, for the Hawks, you know, he can pass, he can shoot, he finishes inside his floater is like one of the best that we've seen. Um, so yeah, he, he does it all on the offensive end. Um, yeah, I think, you know, kind of similar ish to Curry in a sense that, you know, he can do it all on the offensive end. He'll pass it. He can pull up from, you know, 40 feet out, like it's nothing. Um, but yeah, I think that Trey Young was. I think he was properly drafted. I don't know. I don't know. Properly drafted. That's what I'm going to call. I think I'm going to say number five. I think is a good good spot for him. I think he's a steal.
0: I mean, just because. Also, I'm going to forget to mention. Mm-hmm. Trey Young is a savage. All I'm going to say, he's a savage out on the court and a menace. Sometimes, so like he, you know, it's the disrespect he mm-hmm. he gives, like he puts he, off. He absolutely
1: loves the villain role. Villain, yep. There has, you go. That's that's okay. kind of it. But yeah, he also absolutely I've, loves it. The reason a, why I don't want to say he's a steal is, because um, I mean we've seen he's gotten injured a couple times. Um, so you know, I mean, he could be injury prone. But for me, like just the fact that he really cannot play defense, just for me, puts him in the properly uh, properly drafted. Yeah. Just because like he's a small guy. I think he's like six, three or six, two, something like that. So he's a relatively small guy for the NBA uh, and he can't really play great defense. So, you know, I mean, most other guards who typically have the, you know, better handle uh, Mm -hmm. guards will have a better handle on the other team, um, you know, kind of like skate around him a little bit. And he definitely gets, um, you know, backed up by like Capella for being that defensive anchor. But yeah, for me, he's properly drafted just because he's kind of a liability on defense.
0: Yep. And that's also why we uh, classified him as an offensive initiator. Cause he just mm-hmm. either scores himself or allows himself to work off ball and pass the ball and yeah. get these and other he, guys. He runs
1: the whole offense for the and- home.
0: Yeah. And my argument for being a steal, like you can keep yours, but like my thing about him being a steal that he brought the Hawks out of like bum status to contender status. Out of nowhere, one year, and not to I mean it was kind of a lucky year for them, but still like imagine leading that team to the final, like Eastern Conference Finals, alone, you know, with some great role players. Like, that's it. You don't have another star to lean on, it's just you.
1: Well, he had he had like John Collins, um well, not know, anyone like a KD or yeah No big star, you're right. Um, I I mean role player, I don't know. I, I yeah. think that, like, definitely they did a great job this this postseason. The yeah. Hawks deserve all the credit. They, yeah. they were absolute dogs this postseason. No one expected them to go as far as they did. Oh,
0: boy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really it. I mean, this could be a whole other segment talking about the Hawks, but yeah, let's seriously. talk about another team, the Magic, who drafted at number six. You want to say it?
1: Mo Bamba. <laughs> I it's think a- the best thing to come out of Mo Bamba was the song <laughs> – the song, Mo Bamba. yes, go. <laughs> oh, wait, is it? It's a that song I got. Oh, it's called,
0: it. yeah, is that, is that Mo Bamba? okay, good. I was like, that's yeah, Mo Bamba. the check, right. West, check, West. Yeah, there it goes. Like, I was yeah, making yeah. sure that I'm thinking the right song I think, because I think that was probably
1: the best thing about Mobamba. Yep, coming into the league. Um, you, I, you have more to say about it. You want to talk about him? Um, bust,
0: but has to tickle, to, uh, but my only note was like bust, but he had st- his statistic, his statistical best year this year. Mm it, it probably helped that he didn't have to play behind Vucevic anymore and he was the leading uh, center so mm. i mean we haven't seen much from him just because Vucevic was there the whole whole time he was there so i mean there's i, I say a I mean a lot because i don't know what to say about Mobama because he, we haven't seen much from him Yeah, and i mean he only I feel like he has so much potential 15
1: minutes a game this season exactly he, he has we so don't much see him that often.
0: from what i re- remember from college he has so much potential coming out as like being the next um, I guess to another traditional big man, like he's going to be similar to DeAndre Aiden, but like, I guess a discount DeAndre Ayton. that's why he got drafted six and not for one, like DeAndre Aiden. Yeah. So reach, reach,
1: definitely. Yeah. Cause I said he's a bus and but, he had you know, great, like you said, he had great potential, but um, yeah. it's just not translating for whatever reason. And like, yeah, part of that is definitely the fact that he played behind Vucevic. Exactly.
0: I mean, and then I, I'm going to classify him as an interior finisher. Cause that's really the only thing he does. Like, I think offense is the only thing he has on you know, his skill set that's, like, decent enough that that shows, you know, in highlights and during games. Yeah. And he was Not,
1: supposed to be, like, this huge, like, shot-blocking guy coming Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, DeAndre Ayton, so, but Yeah, but when we were watching, worse. like,
1: when he was at Texas, like, he was, like, swatting dudes, like, into
0: the stands, you know? Exactly. But you know what? That didn't happen. You know, Taco Fall did the same thing, but look, but he's too big for his own good. Seriously. <laughs> so,
1: that man is too big for his own good.
0: Exactly. But let's move on to another center. Uh Drafted Oh, funny. What did I have drafted by the Magic? Oh, never mind. Wait, what? No, oh, this is who he's playing for. Oh, right. Not. Yeah, this is what he's playing for currently. But oh, he was yeah, drafted yeah. Well, we by. I kind of. I see how that could be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we yeah. have
1: the thing right above it.
0: Yeah, I know. Funny enough, number seven. We're talking about the number seven pick in the 2018 draft. Wendell Carter Jr. He was drafted by the Bulls. Uh, he's now playing for the Magic. But uh, after the trade and everything you guys heard about, but. You know, I'll, I'm gonna let you talk about him and then give him the, uh, the you know the I'm gonna
1: highlight it, but the uh, the 2K build we gave for him. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, not much, not too much to say about him, honestly. Um, you know, stagnant. You know, not much improvement from the cup from the couple of years he has. It's been very statistically stagnant. You know, he's averaging very similar points per game. You know, rebounds, blocks, yep. assists, and whatnot. Um and yeah he's kind of like the you know the discount paint beast cuz you know I mean paint beast when you say paint beast you're kind of thinking of like you know like DeAndre Ayton this big you know shop blocking yes. glass cleaner kind of guy but you know he kind of has all of that in his arsenal but not to the level that it needs to be at you know I would definitely um, agree or for him to be like a good like a really extraordinary player um so yeah but there's really nothing like super impressive about his game um you know, when he's pl- he's playing on the Magic, he gets good feeds and he'll finish inside, sure. But um, it's really difficult for him to create his own offense.
0: Yeah, and I, and I again, like, my my knowledge of Wendell Carter from a Bulls fan, like, a YouTuber, a YouTuber who was a Bulls fan, he just absolutely hated Wendell Carter because, like, it just didn't – it didn't help – it didn't really – like, he wasn't really, like, that special. Like, he didn't develop as well as everyone thought he would.
1: Yeah, exactly. You
0: know, being a seventh overall pick, you know, like, you'd think he would develop something – i don't i can't describe i can't i don't have anyone who can compare to personally that i can think of right now center wise but again it's it's a really weird like he has really good offense you know and his defense is okay but like it's, again it's like it's very like blah like meh like yeah, uh, there's nothing a special about bad
1: it game there's nothing extraordinary about it you yeah know, it's pretty much just like okay that's it
0: yeah no. that's it and that's why we classified him as a basic paint beast like he's a paint beast but there's nothing special like there's no flashiness there's no mm-hmm. like take over like deandre in does yeah so like, like the, that's kind like of what we best. did he's like the
1: dollar tree
0: paint dollar beast. again he, yeah mo Bamba and going to are the dollar tree deandre Aiden, and that's yeah. why he's a reach for me because again yeah, he didn't no, develop definitely. as well as that's he thought true maybe it was circle again we are we are basing this all off where they were drafted to so maybe maybe chicago wasn't going to develop him as well as like maybe the celtics would have so that's kind of like i'm just throwing my team out there but like point being that maybe he didn't develop well on the, you know a, a crappier team with a crappy coach and you know whatever but we're just giving it to what they are right now like we can't change the past we can't assume that he's gonna have like a better developer if he drafts somewhere else yada yada so he's a reach so yeah, that's, that's what i got him
1: reach.
0: all right next one fun fun player to talk about i'll let you i'll let you do this mm-hmm. one
1: All right. Yeah. So I love this player. This guy absolutely love him. I think he's super great. Um, He absolutely torched during the regular season um, when his team and the Nets went into double overtime, absolutely cooked the entire Nets team. Um, It wasn't even a competition. It was pretty ridiculous. And this is Colin Sexton coming in at number eight uh, playing for the Cavs right now, drafted by the Cavs. Um, So he is, he's part of, you know, sex land with him, uh, you know, Colin Sexton, and Darius Garland. Um, so those two, you know, have that dynamic already in Cleveland and they, they were doing great things. But um, I mean, this guy is just pretty much everything you want in an offensive player. Um, and he plays pretty good defense too. He's offensive not-
0: point guard slash shooting star, not just player,
1: yeah. but offensive point guard, like a uh, guard, I guess, like overall, just, yeah, no, he's just like a great guard that you want on your team and, um, not a bad defender, but not like an extraordinary defender, but, um, you know, he's a three level score. He does it all. He, you know, That's the build, court, by the way, just mentioned that it's the build, So we, people like, yeah. You know, we say it's three oh, level right, score. Kinda, like yeah. nobody knows I'm what pretty that pretty is awesome about that. But yeah, so like his 2k build kind of like a three level score, you know, he, he can hit inside, <laughs> uh, you know, he has good footwork mid range. Yeah. Uh, and he shoots three ball like very well. Uh, and he's athletic as well. You know, he gets out in transition. Um, Darren Fox type with that speed and everything. It's really good. It's really fun to watch him. He's a pretty good playmaker as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, Colin Sexton doing great things for the Cavs. Yeah. I think he he's definitely a steal for me. Yes. Like a, not like a high steal. Like he shouldn't be like pick
0: three. I think he's like picks. He should be like pick six or seven. He should have been a couple picks higher. For like what he was, I think the yeah, Magic could have done a lot, or the practice. the Bulls could have done a lot more with him. Like with him, him and Levine could have been cool, or like if the Magic had him with like Cole Anthony would have been really fun, or mm-hmm. him and like Markel Fultz. So if you have like Fultz, the defensive point guard, and then you have Colin Sexton the offensive uh, shooting guard. That'd mm-hmm. be a great tandem. So I'm just saying, like yeah, that would be a great backcourt. The Cavs are like overloaded with offensive guards, so I just, I mean, hell, I mean they're still good, but like, Cavs weren't really the best situation for him, honestly. Um, speaking of bad situations. Uh number ninth pick in the 2018 draft, Kevin Knox to the Knicks. Who who is <laughs> this? Who is this guy? But he's oh my god, he's oh my god, people everyone knows everyone knows Kevin Knox is complete flop. Knicks fans want are punching the air right now because of Kevin Knox getting yeah. drafted in ninth. And you look at all the other picks below him. The Knicks really effed up. And Phil Jackson should be fired. And and uh, what's his name? What's his what's the owner's name? The grimy, oh, dude. Oh, my God. What's his name? No idea. What's his name? Oh, God, Nick's owner. Dude, he's so grimy. I need to know this right now. Um, Talking about James Dolan? Yeah, James Dolan is the grimiest dude. I hate him. I, I, I'm not, i I'm not even a Knicks fan, and I hate him. He's just, like, an awful owner. And, I mean, that's coming from a guy who that. has, like, a great owner and great GM, great ownership. So, I mean, that's, like, mm-hmm. the Knicks don't deserve this. Kevin Knox doesn't deserve this. I don't think he should have been drafted that high. Who power bench as our as our, as our <laughs> power bench is our build because he just sits on the bench and warms it yeah. up for everybody else like R J Barrett mm-hmm. who's actually good so yeah. power bench and yeah I mean he's definitely a reach like a high reach he
1: should have been second round talent and he's on like a huge decline right now he played twenty eight yes. minutes his rookie year and now he's playing eleven this past season <laughs> so, yep. and I'm, I'm sure he probably got pushed out by like Julius Randall and like you said um yep. R J yep. Barrett but. Oh uh, yeah.
0: Ooh. okay? You're gonna see in the tech yeah. talks it's gonna be the stoop dog. Who <laughs> but yeah, I mean Kevin Knox, I mean Kevin Knox, not much to say. But the next person I'm actually excited to talk about. I think you should talk about him because I think I think I have I'm gonna have to say a lot. So and you're probably gonna say the same thing about him. So
1: yeah, we'll probably say very similar things. But um yeah, so this is coming in at number 10 in the draft. Uh Mikhail Bridges playing for the Suns right now, absolutely tearing. The playoffs up right now, tearing the finals up, having yes, sir. absolutely fantastic games, a great offensive piece for the Suns and a great defensive piece as well. So this man is really like a good, you know, kind of three and D guy. Um, you know, he has a good, he has a very good mid-range game, but what I wanted to highlight is he had 2.6 defensive win shares this past season, which is mm-hmm. a really solid number, especially for a guard. You know, this yeah. guy is not like a crazy, like big forward kind of guy. I like think he's classified
0: I, as a small forward, right? Am I wrong?
1: I thought he was a guard. I could be wrong, but let's I'm check that real he quick like six, while you keep talking. Five, six, six, right?
0: Yeah, you Eight can keep you can keep uh, going while I'm looking this up. But um, yeah,
1: so I mean,
0: small forward, six six.
1: Okay, so he's a small forward, but either way, still two point six defensive wind shares is very solid for a single guy. Um, you know, he's not a crazy. He's not a like super high volume scorer. He has had really good games in these past, these playoffs, but like traditionally in the, in the regular season, he hasn't been a super high volume scorer, but yeah, um, yeah, he's turned up these playoffs and he's relatively efficient as well. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you said everything. He's a key three and D player for the,
0: um, uh, for the Suns. I mean, yeah, you said everything. I know, honestly, I think our build is a two-way anchor. He's a great offensive, like piece and defensive piece, I and mean, he mm-hmm. like really, whenever he gets the ball, you know, he's gonna be a threat regardless of what he does. He mm-hmm. can switch really switch really well on the, you know, whatever on whoever like he's been guarding Giannis at some points during this this final, so that's really good for him. So yeah, I mean, great things. Great things. Let's move on to the next guy who's also done really great things. Oh wait, wait, wait.
1: We got to call. You- we got to call. He's whether a reach or a steal.
0: Oh, my bad. Yeah, I was like, I was getting excited for the next player because I love, I want to yeah, talk yeah. about the next player. But Mikel yeah. Bridges, definitely a steal for like yeah. what he, I mean. I definitely, I definitely think he can get more of a role like on another team that doesn't have as many like great players around him. But like for yeah. where he's at, I think he's great. He's great fit, great pick. Yeah, he, and could a, be,
1: he could be like a number, like number three, two three option on like yeah, a, three. number like three, three options where team. I put him. But yeah, right now he's at, he's, I mean, he's playing on, he's playing in the finals right now. So good for him. Yep. So
0: let's move on to the next guy. I was like, really getting excited about Shea Gilgis Alexander, drafted by the Clippers, and now he's on the Thunder. Unique mm. game. I'm all that's all I'm gonna say. Can score, great defender. He's a three level scorer, which is why I'm gonna classify him as for our two K build. Score in all three positions, all three like levels, mid range, you know, inside the paint and outside. Great handles, great playmaking. He does everything a guard you could ever want from a guard and plays really good defense. That's why the Clippers were so good with him. Because he played insane defense, just like a Paul George type level defense. And yeah. really took off his 2019, 2020 season. That's when he got before he got traded to the uh Thunder. But again, amazing game. He's definitely a steal in
1: my book. And that's really how I'm gonna end it right there. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much said everything. Definitely a steal for me as well. Um, he this past season. He uh, like, he had a really good season in the 2019, 2020 uh, season, but this past season, 2020 and 2021, he's absolutely torn it up. Um, he shot 50% from three or no fi- No, not 50% from three, 50% field goal percentage and 41% from three. So he's efficient, a great shooter. And like you said, yeah, three level score, he can do it all. And he's a great defender. So this is really everything you want in a player. And he's six six, so he's not, you know, he, he, I think he plays shooting guard, if I'm not wrong. Um, yeah, yeah he, he plays, plays guard, he plays point guard and shooting guard, so he has really good size for that position. Exactly. Sorry, I, I was just
0: checking. It was funny. Yeah. I got sent him an, an, an NFL meme, but uh, it's about Dwayne haxkins You know, if you guys know what um, the Dwayne <laughs> thing, y'all can uh, do whatever you you know, you know, you know you know what's up. And uh yeah, let's move on to the next guy because I think these last few ones there's not much to talk about. So let's go Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. Great player, athletic, finishes and plays good defense. Again, that's why we have him as a two-way athletic finisher. That basically describes his whole game. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen, the, if you've probably seen so many of the highlights of his insane dunks and everything during the year. Yeah, like so, the
1: lot that he gets, it's absolutely insane.
0: I mean, it helps that he has Lamelo passing the ball and being a great facilitator. But again, he works with Lamelo, and probably the future of the Hornets as long as they resign him. I think they're going to resign him. I think he's going to be a key piece.
1: Mm-hmm. Working I think they with Lamelo,
0: be, they would be goofy if they
1: don't sign him again.
0: Oh, I, I trust me, Goofy is an understatement. Yeah. I, I like him as a player. I mean, I definitely think he was a steal for what the Hornets yeah, were getting. And yeah. now he's developed really well under with the Hornets who's traditionally a crappier team. So yeah, I think he's now, done really yeah, well. Like you said, he's
1: playing with LaMelo now. These guys are definitely, you know, gonna be problems for years to come. Yeah.
0: And then uh, next one, Jerome Robinson. Who not play? It's not who he's actually way better than Kevin Knox. Like way better, I'm gonna say, but not great. But I think he's definitely a reliable backup point guard. Like he's like an Ish Smith, Chandler Hutchinson type backup point guard, mm-hmm. or like a like a Jeff Teague backup point guard. He's definitely better than Jeff Teague. But that's what I at least I saw in the highlights and watching his some of his gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think I classified him as a slasher playmaker. I think he's properly drafted, maybe a little bit of a uh, steal, but. Like maybe he could have gone like 11 if he really wanted to, or he could have dropped to like 16 if he wanted to. Mm. It's kind of a weird spot for him because I, I don't have much about him because just because he's been playing behind Westbrook and playing behind uh, Shea Gilgis when he was on the Thunder. So
1: Yeah, so it's kind Not of hard about. to you know, really tell like exactly what his ceiling is. And that's a lot of the same thing with so many of these guys that we're talking about because a lot of them have gone on to like good teams, right? Um, or they developed know, really well. Like on the yeah, Mavericks, have developed been. really well. But like what I'm saying is like a couple of these guys have gone on to like an already good team. Right. And then yeah. maybe they haven't been able to shine as well as they could. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this Jerome Robinson, dude, like, yeah, you pretty much said it. Good backup point guard. Not much else to say about it. You know, he fills in for Westbrook when he needs to. But I'm yeah. sure that if he was on, um, you know, a team with maybe not as good of a point guard, he probably would be able to develop better. But yeah, as yeah. Of right now, not a whole lot to say about him.
0: Yeah, but we have a lot to say about the next guy, Uh,
1: number fourteen. I think you you can
0: talk about him this time. We'll switch it off.
1: Yeah. So number fourteen pick Michael Porter Jr. Um, you know if you if you've watched, I guess any Nuggets game. Yeah, any Any Nuggets game. game. This dude is an absolute dog. He was injury prone. He didn't play his first season with some back injuries, and that's why he slipped so far in the draft because some teams were kind of worried about you know his health and his back issues, but he's you know 6'10 he can shoot he can rebound um he's a pretty good defender if i'm not mistaken yep um and he's definitely like a huge core piece to this nuggets team right now um, exactly. him yoke and when uh jamal murray was in you know he was injured for these uh for this postseason but you know um with you know those three guys they're really going to be the core of this nuggets team and the nuggets te- and the nuggets are a good team good throughout the regular season so I think that, you know, when they come back next year, um, you know, they're definitely going to make the playoffs, and I think they're going to make a lot of noise for sure. Exactly,
0: And not to mention, okay, I want to classify him as a stretch forward before we continue because I think he's a great, you know, shooter, great offensive piece, and then gets back on defense. He's lengthy, which helps. Like he doesn't have to be as fast on defense because he's lengthy. 6'10". And he has a wider wingspan, like a longer wingspan than that. Yeah. so I mean, He's got the hustle too. Like, he he's always, got the hustle, hustle. yeah. No. Yeah, he plays small forward for being six ten, and also not to mention he's a great pick and roll piece with with Jokic. Like Jokic, like being the ball handler, primary ball handler. Sometimes you have like you know you know Michael Porter Jr. saying the pick and since says he's so big it probably breaks off you know whoever the center is on on Joker, and then you know he can he's able to roll or able to pass it off to MPJ for like a mid range or a dunk, whatever he needs to do. It's an, and it's a really deadly combo having those two, and then when Jamal Murray back, two ball handlers and two guys who can set screens. It's mm-hmm. going to be a tough matchup next year for whoever faces the Nuggets. Yeah, it's uh, they're going to be a they're going to be a threat for sure. Yeah, the last one, <laughs> Troy Brown Jr. Who? No, like, not like Nah. Every time we talk about somebody we don't know, we're like who? But like I know Troy Brown Jr. Troy Brown Jr. He's okay. Again, he's I think he's like a very I like I think he's a very athletic. I, uh, uh, but, <laughs> no, but <laughs> he's. I am going to classify him as a athletic finisher that basically describes his whole game. I don't mm-hmm. I didn't see too much defense like from him personally watching like a couple of the games. Mm-hmm. I think he's more just like, you know, gets some fast breaks points, you know, like gets a couple, you know, good passes when he like cuts inside. Mm-hmm. That's really all I saw from him. I didn't really see I saw a couple good like three point shots, but those weren't as like as, you know, abundant as like his maybe his his uh rolls to the basket, etc. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really all I got on him unless you uh, have anything extra. To add.
1: Yeah, not really whole whole lot to say about this guy. Um, He only played eighteen minutes a game this past season, but um, I mean he scores efficiently when when he not very high volume, but he was shooting fifty percent for this past season. So definitely a good you know decent shooter, but um, doesn't get the minutes and doesn't get the shots. So it's kind of difficult to really say whether or not um, if he's going to be like a good offensive piece for this Bulls team, especially now that they have. Vucevic, right? Yeah, Vucevic. Yep. Um, Vucevic and Zach Levine. Um, uh, funny so, enough, uh,
0: Troy Brown Jr. He got drafted by the Bulls, but he actually is on the Wizards right now. So I'm just gonna let you know that.
1: I forgot to <laughs> I forgot to mention that when uh, well, I my bad. But either way, being you know on the Wizards or on the Bulls, um, yeah, he's gonna. You know, it's it's kind of tough to really see what goes on with him. He doesn't get a whole lot of playing time. Oh God, I'm dying, but uh, <laughs> but I definitely think he was a reach. Or yeah, I think, I think he was a reach.
0: Like he could have gone like 18, 19 and still be good, you know, still be where he is. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe the drills were like high on him for some talent reasons. And then they had to trade him away anyways, to Washington. So mm-hmm. again, not much else to say about him, but our honorable mentions I do want to talk about, and we're not going to go in depth and we're just going to like list them off and like give our quick comments, but Dante DiVincenzo at 17, leading mm-hmm. shooting guard for the Bulls now key piece to their roster that got injured this fi- this playoffs and now he's not playing in the finals and like i think that's what's hurting the bulls oh. now a box oh my god we're it's talking about ball. the bulls you can tell you can tell my brain's fried again i'm coming off the flu podcast last night and then a F- game. flu game food flu, flu podcast etc so yeah again i'm still a little weak but yeah Devin G- divincenzo definitely a steal coming in kevin herter number 19 definitely a steal Mm -hmm. um for the for the hawks definitely a great three D player you know like he doesn't seem that flashy but he makes the shots
1: when he needs to Mm -hmm. you want to get the next you want to go on the next two next couple yeah sure uh grayson allen kind of an attitude problem i think he was (laughs) i think he was properly drafted uh he was the 21st pick so i don't you know nothing crazy about him um on, on, oh, I don't even know. And Anthony Simons. So
0: I, this is the exactly. guy I added. So can I can talk, talk about, about him. him. I, don't
1: know, I don't know too much about this.
0: Yeah. Again, I loved him because I watched some of the Blazers games and he was definitely the young player next to Gary Trent Jr. who stepped up and was able to make some amazing plays and be able to be like, a, like be a good part of the rotation in, in Portland. So again, he like he shoots well, he plays good defense. He, like he's a great overall player, like an average overall player, definitely developed well. And definitely if they had Gary Trent, that'd be a great, uh, you know, future for them. I think he was underrated. I think he got—he was, was a steal in the draft. I think he – or he was – yeah, he was a steal. Like, he definitely could have gone higher. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for right now, he's drafted where he was, and I think Portland will have to make do with him. And hopefully Damian doesn't leave – Damian Lillard doesn't leave because they, Anfrey Simons needs if some they, good players around need, him to play well.
1: That's what I noticed. The Blazers need Dame. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, that's a whole other podcast. But the next one oh, I want to personally talk about – you can go on to the rest yeah, of them. But no, you, you definitely talk about this, guy. This is all you. Robert Williams at 27 steel lob beast time lord the man's a tank developed well okay first thing he didn't play that well his first couple years because he didn't get that many minutes but then he was able to work behind you know he like he was able to develop behind al horford his first year and able to develop his next year and then this year pulled up on the whole league loved his energy loved his hustle loved his shot blocking which is the big thing and his overall like alley-oops that everyone passed to him i'm just like oh my god this guy's electric yeah, he was amazing i loved it i loved watching him so you know again that's like me hyping up robert williams but i think he's our key centerpiece for our centerpiece slash center for next in the coming years so yeah you can
1: take it off take it off from here all right sure uh jalen brunson 33 um he played pretty well this season we're going uh, into the
0: second round by the way these
1: are these next yeah, few guys in the second, second round, round. Um, so yeah, Jalen Brunson, pretty good. Um, I I, I want to give him a steal. Honestly, I think he played really well. Um, I'm totally blanking on who he played for this past season. It wasn't Mavericks. Mavericks, right? Yeah, yeah, not the yep. one. He was the key um, piece behind yeah, next to Luka. He did, yeah, he did some great things. So I think definitely a steal. Um, Mitchell Robinson. Hold on, at, can we
0: co- can we pause real quick because. He definitely had to step because step up because Tingus Pingus crapped the bed. So Dude, that's all I'm saying. Tingus Pingus is coming back yeah. in this podcast because he he's terrible good. and Brunson stepped find,
1: up. He always finds a way to come back. <laughs> but um yeah, so 36th pick. Uh, Mitchell Robinson playing on the Knicks. Uh, I think absolute steal. He played amazing this season, really good defensive piece for them. Unfortunately, he got injured and he wasn't able to help them out in the playoffs. But um yeah, definitely a steal in my eyes. Uh Gary Trent Jr., uh 47. Oh, this is kind of out of order. Um, 34th pick, Devontae Graham. Also a <laughs> steal. Um, yeah, did you know amazing things for the uh for the Hornets, you know, a great um a great guard for you don't them. have to talk about too much about him but i'm just gonna yeah. say he was a, um he was a steal for sure yeah definitely oh, a steal uh, but, uh you're moving stuff around i can't know what's going on oh oops okay yeah yeah. yeah no you're good. there you go uh, all right so yeah bruce brown at the 42nd pick i like you should you should be able to talk about him now <laughs> i like bruce brown because you know he played on the nets uh he pulled up when he needed to so i think he's a steal at the 42nd pick for exactly. sure. Um, And then the last honorable mention that we're going to bring up is the 47th pick in Gary Trent Jr. Steel. I think one of the greatest steals, I think, probably the, I don't know, I don't want to say the greatest steal of this draft, but he very well could be. Joker um, was
0: the greatest steal of the draft, of any, I think any second round pick ever. Yeah, I think, I personally say I wasn't going to say,
1: say in this draft. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think on. in modern NBA, in the modern NBA era, Jokic
1: was the steal of any of every draft so far probably being in second I, would, round. I would probably agree with that. I'm sure there's others that we're not thinking of right now but yeah Gary Trent definitely a steal in my eyes did uh he played on the Raptors and then got traded to Portland right other way around Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Portland so, then right. to Raptors. Started on Portland, he did great things there, um, and um, he had a pretty good. Season. Right, because he got traded for Norman Powell, I think.
0: Yeah, was. which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Why did you trade an old, like a younger player for an older player, yeah, for that know. does the same yeah. thing? Debate that Gary Trent was better. So I'm, I'm almost say yeah, well, that's my, my little hot younger. take. Gary Trent's
1: 23 or something. Exactly. Like, super young. So yeah, he's gonna be a threat for years to come. So definitely a fat steal.
0: Oh yeah, and that's really it for the draft. And I mean. I yeah. had fun doing this again. Like we get to see the guys yeah, no, that we grew crap. up with. And I, I mean, you didn't you started I know you've been a more of a recent NBA fan. Like I've got to I watched this draft and I watched these guys like develop in the league. So I'm excited to see what they have in the future. This is the future of the NBA. So
1: hopefully these guys will be able to be the next stars. In the yeah. League. A lot of, a lot of big names in this draft. And, exactly. You know, who know, we might get some surprises. Maybe Kevin Knox will have a breakout season. We don't know. Maybe <laughs> in 10 years. I don't know. I
0: don't think it's anytime soon. So <laughs>
1: yeah, not. that's,
0: that's the closure for the 2018 draft. We'll hopefully do this next year with the 2019. Again, we'll do like in three year increments. I think we agree that three years is a good amount of time. Yeah. To see how much is. they've developed. Yeah. Like we don't want to do like 2020s draft because we we don't have enough yeah, only sample been. they were rookie
1: last season. Like, we can't really say too much about them.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, that's it. And I think we ran a little longer than we thought because we really went into this 2018 draft. And I think we'll talk about the NBA Finals next week. And then we'll also talk about it every single, you know, post-game reaction. So, you should yeah, we check have those out.
1: reactions every game. Check it yeah. out, you know?
0: Check it yeah, out because, like, we give our instant reactions. And also, like, we sometimes even go holistically into the whole – uh finals so you know you should go listen to those and listen to our opinions on what happened that game and especially we have our memory is fresh during that like we we yeah, re- exactly. recorded straight after hard.
1: the game sometimes we recorded during the game because it's like a 20 point lead blowout <laughs> yeah i'd <So laughs> yeah, love fresh in our mind definitely check those out we got some good commentary on that
0: and again yeah and then again i'm going to close it out um you know, check out the TikTok. We have an Instagram now. We're gonna be posting left, definitely the post game reactions, but they're shorter than like six minutes. We'll post them on the, on there as IG IG Live or IG IG TVs or whatever. And we're gonna be posting everything to the TikTok, all the funny moments on the TikTok. You know, check everything out. If you know, and then longer form content. We got the podcast. We got the YouTube. Hopefully, we can get the YouTube something. You know, build that up because I think that's the main thing I want to build up over the TikTok because I'm not really a TikTok yeah. guy. But yeah, yeah, check everything out. Instagram, TikTok. Uh, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, at Sports Biz Pod. Check them all out. We're gonna we're end everywhere. that absolutely everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. But yeah, we'll end it off with that. We'll see y'all next week with maybe the possibility of the NBA Finals concluding, or you know yeah, something. We'll, it will will still have will still be going on, and we have still to talk about other things. And maybe we'll have another planned segment. We don't know. Again, we plan these things later not now when we're recording the podcast yeah, for this week but yeah next week we'll you'll see what happened. we'll see
1: what we got and then uh yeah we'll see y'all next week peace I'll see you guys next week